What should we say to thank the sporadically bored podcast for letting us on? Thank you for making us superstars. Yes. It has achieved one of our goals that we set off to and do. from here on out, we will not acknowledge you. Yes. We want to blow up and then forget who everybody is and All act the like... little people. Act like we don't know nobody. Mission accomplished. We were on the Sporadically Bored podcast, which is stationed in Yorkshire, Huntington. I think that's where they broadcast from. Who? The Sporadically Bored people. I don't know. I don't know. Some village. How would you know? I'm where look- Dan lives? Yeah, I think it's York. Shire, like the pudding, hunting in ten ton. <laughs> How many T's are in it? They say, well, they sp- they pronounce it differently. You have low T, so you forgot to pronounce no, my one. My T is high. I is it. I, I may have added a few T's. Hunt a ton ton, Yorkshire, and we're very appreciative for them having us on their show. We thank you. They were very nice, and thus you have been thanked. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go again. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. This is a podcast about board games, other things, but mainly board games, but some with banter. In with me in the studio is Gobby. Hey. The host. Hey, everybody. Primary host. Myself, the star, Jerry, and nobody else. Self-proclaimed. Because Enrique is busy. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, that reminds me, we've had some uh, fans. I think the Dennis and police officers caught up with him. <laughs> he got warrants. He's, <laughs> he's, he's underground for now. Uh, we had an email I'd like to read, if Uh-oh. you don't mind. Uh, from somebody. What if I did mind? What would you do? I'd read it anyway. But <laughs> okay. I mean, well, then why did you say well, I, I don't mind? I'm just Jerry. I'm I'd trying. Mine. Thank you. I'm trying to work on my niceties. Please, for please, just forego any email reading. You want me not email? I'm just joking. Okay. I was just—it was a hypothetical situation. You know, I don't do. I don't do. Uh, you don't get tone. Do you I, get you don't get sarcastic tone. I don't for sure. get tone. I don't do sarcasm. You would not get Chandler. This is from Andrew Maloney. It rhymes with baloney. He said, "Hey, I'm sure he's never heard that before in his life. Growing up as a child, he said, Hey, y'all, <clears throat> fairly hey, new. He might be from our neck of the woods. No, he said, You guys have given me the hanging with friends. These are air quotes. I'm doing the air quotes. Hanging. Hanging with friends feeling I used to get with the secret cabal, only now I don't have to deal with some of the very annoying problems that have grown with that podcast. What does that mean? Shots fired. What does that mean? Oh, he goes on He goes on to mention you. He says, particularly Gobby, whose mirth is infectious. You have infectious mirth. I, he misspelled girth. <laughs> no, Good one. Mirth. Oh, thank you. I got you there. I had to bring you down a notch. You should not feel good about yourself. <laughs> Don't worry, I don't. Oh, all right. All My right, self-esteem good. is at an all-time low. Good. Thank you. Good. If there's any one thing I can accomplish. You like Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> and your fingers look like you. <laughs> Let the low self-esteem dissolve. Why are your fingers so dry? And I don't have fat on my hands. Oh, no, that's not the reason. And I, I have a skin condition. Now you're the one bringing oh. me down. Oh, yeah, well, tit for tat. You know, they just released that Palpatine was a clone just to make the plot of The Last Jedi even there more. Were, I, I never said there weren't some plot holes. Ambiquitous. 
Or ambiguous. Whatever. What did I say? I don't know. I've never heard that word. Uh, speaking of randomness. Ubiquitous? Maloney Baloney says. Don't call him that. I'm sure that's what he was called his whole life. The first is Norse related. You have covered so many great Norse facts. True. We, we are heavy into Norse mythology. Hmm. You haven't talked about Tauf Games? Wikipedia it. And then he uses another North term. We, refuse, we refuse to do research. H-N-E-F-A-T-A-F-L. That's not a word. Is the one I that I've come across. I think he sneezed while he was typing that. Oh, it's an app. It's a fun abstract game. I will have to look that up. Uh, he also asked us a question. Uh-oh. I wanted to ask you, why don't you like fantasy themes in games? You both seem to love all sorts of media-based in speculative and fiction, you also seem tired and aware of the horrible social implications of playing colonial-themed games. Remind uh, me. Ouch. Rem- ouch. Yeah, remind me of... Uh, Should I strike that Empires has become my new number one? <laughs> <laughs> well, we. I wanted to talk about that. Okay. We, I, and, uh, not, not during this podcast, but maybe next oh, podcast. We'll keep saying that. Keep saying that. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. We'll do it on the next podcast. Yes, it's been, but <laughs> we've discovered that my number one game is socially unacceptable. Please strike all mention of it. Uh, my bad. Uh, he so he t- uh, my bad. By the way, is not an apology. It is, isn't it? It's no. acknowledging that you have made a bad. <laughs> but that's but you're not. Actually, it's harder to say. I am sorry. Is it? Say it. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's physically choking. Now say my bad. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You're right. I don't know if I have ever said it. Let me drink a little more. I I would almost think you have not. Give me more of that liquid Mm, curd. Especially never to me. Milk of amnesia. (laughs) Milk of amnesia. That's a good one. What? Moa. Give me some more. (laughs) So why don't we like fantasy games? That's a good question, Maloney. Uh, I don't, I think we have said that, maybe you especially. I've said it a lot. Um, because a lot of them, uh, fantasy games are generic as well. Wow. Okay. Just, you know, generic wizard, generic mage, generic orc. A jork? <laughs> a jork. <laughs> don't be they a jork right a, now. The Croat brand orc. <laughs> uh, wearing jorts. Jorgensen, the generic orc. <laughs> Jorts oh, with we orts. have an email from Jorts an Ice- with Jorts. We have an email from an Icelandic. We listener. should make that a calendar. Who jorks I- and Jorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no! Can't wait to see July. Ooh, you see, <laughs> see the tusk on that one. Uh, g- continue on. Why don't uh, you like fantasy? Answer the man's question. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, I, I actually don't mind fantasy. I don't like. <sighs> Well, hey, yes, I don't like the generic, like, there's a thousand fans. But you can say about any. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like what I've said. I don't know. Um, I cannot back up my reasons why we just have simply haven't played that. Okay. Many. Well, f- of course, I do love the medieval ages, and I like that time period in history. Oh, yeah. Me too. But with fantasy, I don't know. I, I firmly believe that there are science fiction fans and then there's fantasy fans and of course there's people who like them both i do enjoy both like oh, i just watched i re-watched willow on disney plus oh val kilmer val kilmer it was really good yeah it was really good yes and, and it, i did not know he was like uh willow was like 17 or 18 it did not creep you out when and they he's kicked, a dad with that little monster come out of the moat 
That was creepy. Oh, yes. That was gross. There's a lot a good of practical effects. Yeah. Willow, Willow was like based on the Odyssey, I think, wasn't it? Because there was like the people uh, turning into probably. pigs and yes. stuff like that. Yes. It was, but it was good. It was good. But yeah, fantasy for me. And I've seen Lord of the Rings and I've read the books. We read the, you read Lord of the Rings? A long, when I was a kid. Oh, in school. They made you yes. read the Lord of the Rings. Um, so yeah, we just, I've always tend to be more towards sci-fi than we had fantasy. And I think it's also because. This is going to sound derogative. Let me drink a little bit before I say it. Let me give myself a thought. It's my derogative. Okay. The derogative part is, is that there are connotations towards the overweight, bearded person who really enjoys fantasy, like the Magic the Gathering type, isn't there? Like when someone says, I'm really in the fantasy, they, you picture them painting. They imagine me with a beard rolling D20s down in my mom's basement. Painting minis of scantily clad women in right, that weird armor. Right. Yeah. That weird Slightly revealing armor. out of touch with reality themselves. Right. Whereas sci-fi fans are known as being very... More cerebral. Cerebral, good-looking, muscular. <laughs> the ladies just love a uh-huh. Star Trek Yeah, fan. tell that at the start, next Star Trek con you go to. You go to the Star Trek con. I do. And you know, yeah, I mean, you, that's it. So you're ta- talking about uh, stereotypes. Yeah, stereotypes. Plus, we just tend to like... So you're saying you don't want to be classified as a stereotype? No, I like being classified as a stereotype. What's your stereotype you'd be like Like to be I said, good-looking and cerebral. Well. But also, I don't really like that fantasy setting. Like, I enjoy the history of this it. Is, well, this is what I remember you saying previously. You remember something I said? Go with this, please. You were like... This uh, disregard the whole sci- the sci-fi part of it, but you were like fantasy is not something you can relate to historically. That is true, and so like science fiction is something that might happen in the future. Like we might be able to transport stuff. We won't ever be able to travel at the speed of light, but we can get close to it. There are you know, certain- we made first contact in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, Correct. a mere few miles away from us. Correct. Even still, like sci-fi gives you that idea of this might be true at some point in time, something to look forward to. Whereas fantasy tends to be just that. It's a rewriting of almost history. And I don't know, I know that's, that's a very weak argument, but it's, it's true. It's something, as Gabi put, it's something that you don't really relate to. And if you try to relate to it, and you end up buying, collecting swords and having sword fights, and next thing you know, it's just, you end up... Cutting yourself. I mean, it's just one of those things. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> no mean burn. No mean burn. I mean, Game of Thrones was fantasy. Yeah, but but there's not a whole lot of fantasy in it. Yeah, it's just dragons. It was another world. So you well, could see how people could connect with that, and like Robin Hood and these other things. Although there's not much historical fact to it, it is something that you know. There were men in tights at the time. There was. He goes on to say, Terramesca and Mage Knight seem like games you might enjoy. Now, FYI, we didn't get Terramesca. We do have Guy Project. We hope to play that soon. I just learned it. I have the rule book on me. We disregarded the fantasy version, went to the sci-fi version. There you go. And Mage Knight, again, I didn't buy Mage Knight. I bought Star Trek (laughs) Frontiers. (laughs) Okay, so I'm noticing a pattern. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really like it. Uh, oh, he said you should also give Root another try. We are, because we were shamed into it by Captain America. Uh, he said that we should give it another try, and it's been on our table. And we we didn't dislike it. No, we were just ho-hum. Yes. Ho-hum, ho-hum. Yes. And he talked about how next time we should play Root, we should play it with Bubba. And then he mentions, finally, I wanted to say that while you two are irreplaceable as far as the central force of this podcast, thank you for admitting that, Maloney, that I love when you have your friends on. 
This comes to no surprise to me considering the hangout feeling I previously mentioned. Bubba and Enrique in particular are enjoyable, although for different reasons. Ooh, diss to Mike. Uh, yeah. Well, Mike's very bland. He's like a spy. Oh, <laughs> Mike is just very bland. I, I know. I love Mike. Mike is very. And he's only been on here twice. Yeah, Mike. And Mike's good. I mean, he. I love playing board games with Mike. But Mike, in terms of a personality, he's like mayonnaise. Uh, I hope they uh, keep coming on. You know Mike listens, right? Who? He does. Well, Mike listens when he doesn't have time working out and being amazing at his job uh-huh. and a loving father. and Keep trying. And uh, although he's probably... The second best, most good-looking bald man. You know man he's I your know. replacement. Yeah, he is. If I ever die, I've given you the permission. You pick up with Mike and go okay. on. I uh, hope they keep coming on. I eventually, I hope that you allow Enrique to talk after asking him a question. I think allowing him to come on is really best to come into his own by giving his opinions, unfettered by your frustrating if hilarious outbursts, would be good for him in the podcast. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? Huh. I'm gonna next time he's on here. We're going to let him, and we'll see what you think then. Let me tell you something about Enrique. For all of our fans, Enrique has listened to exactly zero <laughs> of these podcasts. He doesn't he has, care. He doesn't care. He's never read your He's e- too busy looking at iFunny. I, yes, I have to read him the emails and say, do you know people ask about you, people talk about you? He doesn't have Instagram. He doesn't have Facebook. He's literally on the down low, especially now since he's worried about that warrant. I should never have joked about that. Uh <laughs> But yeah, anyways, we love Enrique, and we're glad that y'all and love him too. And Bubba needs to come back on. Bubba's our, Bubba's our man. Bubba's, Bubba's our man. a man of mystery. He's always out and about, and we never can find him. So he asked us about, uh, one thing that Maloney asked about was, he made this comment regarding colonial thing games and the social implications. I'm going to talk about that on another podcast, not this one. On another one, next one. On maybe the next Let's keep one. keep that up. We'll keep that up. Because literally the only podcast for which we've ever deleted in the hit, like truly, Gobby says, no, we can't air this, was the time that we played Endeavor. And I said, I want to talk about these slavery cards. I want to talk about colonialism. And next thing I know, Gobby's calling me and says, you know what? I think that's a little too serious. Let's just cut that out for now. Because we like to have fun here. We like to have fun here. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, apparently I was. Uh, I was but th- it's, a, it's real. Like I just saw it on Twitter today. There was a major thread about. A the, major thread. Uh, the uh, major threads. Hello, I'm major thread. <laughs> yes, Admiral. <laughs> Go ahead. He uh, he was talking about the Alexander. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing about that. Go ahead. That just got me he wrong. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I pictured this and guy. This is, this I is pictured why? this guy with his major oak leaves and his his uniform. He just has pieces of thread just like coming off. He's like his uniform's very well, they disheveled. They have them robes going across yes. their shoulders. Major thread. <laughs> And this is why we don't discuss such themes as colonialism. But I think we owe it to our fans that maybe one day well, I, we I, can do I, a I, respectful I, podcast. Okay, well, we will do that. Another email from an Icelandic snob, Christopher Gorgensen. When did he, when did he email? Well, this was like several weeks ago when they responded. We forgot about him. I miss you, Chris. He says he never misses an episode. He says that you already have almost half of Iceland listening, more than two people. And he gives us more Iceland facts. Now, I am pronouncing all this correctly, but the capital of, of Iceland, Reykjavik, has a penis museum. I think it's Reykjavik. That's what I said. Reykjavik has a penis museum where you can see 200 different types of animal penises. I'm sorry. I keep mispronouncing that. The Icelandic phone book lists people by their first names. The Icelandic police have only ever shot a person. 
They've only ever shot one person. I find that to be stranger than the penis with, museum. With ice guns? Yes. No. <laughs> freeze! <laughs> Everybody freeze! So, yeah, they've only... I looked that up. They've only ever had Time one... Time to kick some ice! Uh, like in the little town of 5,000 people where I'm from, they've shot like three people last year. So it's <laughs> well, like... I'm, we are in... You are close to Texas. This is the South. That's super weird. Well, we'll know when we come to Iceland, if we ever do make it to Iceland... Because that's, you know, I wonder how they're doing over there. They don't get the... Uh, With the viruses and stuff? Yeah, I wonder how they're holding out. Are the viruses better in the hot or the cold? Uh, most viruses, it depends on the strain. And I believe mm. that the idea of the COVID-19 is that it's a, not going to do well in the heat. It does well in the cold. Mm. And so, so maybe summertime will kind of kill it off? Yeah, that's well, not well. It's slow. It's it's slow. It's uh, progress, which reminds me, since I am in the medical you field, remind me. you people just be washing your hands and don't touch your face. Oh, speaking of which, yeah, me and my wife are going to go on a flight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. I don't want to get on a germ tube and fly to an airport where people from all over the world are going to be. Just wear a mask. Buy that's you, it. Buy you one of those Bane. Somebody stop me. Buy you one of those Bane masks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> those ones that fit over. I just freak everybody out. Has those respirators you on. You were barely born in the right. <laughs> no, wait. You adopted the right. <laughs> I was born in it. This is for my asthma. <laughs> it produces albuterol whenever I am short of breath. <laughs> Keep your corona to yourself. That type thing. I prefer somebody stop me. No, no, but no, wear a mask and wash your face and don't wash your face. Wash your hands and your face. And wash your hands first, then your then face. your face. Just dip your face in water. What if I just go on the plane wearing like a ski mask and black leather gloves? <laughs> that won't help. You'll get kicked off. You can't go <laughs> well, on. Well, good. Then I won't get you sick. Get, you can't get on the plane. You can't board a plane looking like a ninja. Oh. Uh, but no, seriously. In, just, in Spanish, where I'm from, that's ninja. What, a ninja? Yes. Ninja? Ninja. Did the Spanish have niñas? <laughs> niñas, el niño. Those are babies. El niño is the reason but did, for all of this. But did the Spanish have ninjas? Why did they have a word for it? Conquistadors. Conquistadors were ninjas? They were in the ninjas of Spain. I didn't know that. Are you are you just making this up? I yes. Can't, oh, you, no, you're not making this up. I'm making all of it up. Here's, shut up. Is this true? You got me super excited <laughs> about this all of a sudden. A Spanish ninjas. Conquistadors, the ninjas of Spain. <laughs> Never heard of this. That's because it's not real. Cut this, because we're going to write a book about this. <laughs> the Spanish ninjas. Have I got a script for you? Yes. <laughs> Screenplay. Oh, it's Zorro. Coming to you. It's basically Zorro. Hey, there you go. Did you watch the Antonio Banderas? Did I? How could I not? <sighs> Catherine Zeta Jones. I loved her. Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins. in, <laughs> I like, in, in I like Dark that. Face. I like Anthony Hopkins somehow played a Hispanic. Yes. <laughs> Do you yes. know what level of acting it takes <laughs> for them to hire you to do a show and that, you'd be like, I'm not Spanish. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We will put makeup on you. That's, that, that's the 90s. <laughs> tan. Tan, Anthony. Tan. <laughs> you got this, Tony. Tan. You got oh. it. Oh. Yes. That was a great show. And The greatest sh- offender of that would be uh, 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 C. Thomas Howell. Oh. <laughs> no. No. We're good. We're good. Oh man! Oh, the eighties and the nineties. That was a weird time <laughs> when nothing was off. Uh, off. Uh, what do they call that? A uh, PC? No, uh, off limits. Yes, but now things, everything's on. You limits. cannot do that now, no. Anthony. No, Sir Anthony. Sir, Sir Anthony. 
Okay. Zorro was good, though. I love Zorro. I, did, uh, I used to that watch... That was like his second or... Th- Antonio Banderas is like second or third biggest... What was the name of his original movie where he had a, a, a gun in his guitar case? Oh, that was... Uh, that was Tarantino, wasn't it? No, no it wasn't Rodriguez. Tarantino. That, that was, was Rodriguez. That, sh- give me a second. It'll come to me here in a second. Rodriguez. It was the... Uh, not the Bandito. <laughs> I'm thinking of that weird song that got... There was a weird song that somebody put on the internet one time about the Frito Bandito. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> shoots out Fritos at everybody. Well, no, but it was called the... Um, I am the Frito Bandito. What's that called? I just started clapping. I don't know what that's you're like, doing that's right like, now. That's like that, that's that clapping song during Zorro when they're dancing. They're all... And they're dancing with this Catherine Jones. It's been a long time since I've seen it. You have to watch that. We're going to watch that. That is Sama Hayek as well. I love Sama Hayek. <laughs> you just it's Sama Hayek in the the Antonio Banderas movie. What? Okay, I got to look it up. Continue talking. Okay, I will. What do you want me to talk about? <laughs> I, I just, I just, you've got me. You've got me. Well, let me look up this movie with Antonio Banderas. He had the two guns. And it was on television for a long time. They always had the edited version, and Cheech Marin was in it. And there's a lot of people that was in it. Oh, that was such a good. It movie. was just, like I love that movie forever. Like. Because it was just overdone. I think it was Robert Rodriguez, and it was Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, and he goes in. It was they the like his... had killed his family. He had him and El Mariachi was like the the, the original. Yes, and it was called something else, and it was basically the Hispanic John Wick. He was oh, yes, yes, that's what yes. it was. He was the Hispanic John Wick. Desperado. Desperado. That's what it was. Oh, oh my goodness, nineteen ninety five. That was such an awesome movie. That was movie. the best year ever. Was ninety five slow mo as he's walking away from explosions. And he had that buddy that showed up to help him, and he had a rocket launcher yes. in his guitar case. Yes. I think he died. He does die. Everyone dies. You can't in that carry movie a rocket launcher so- in a guitar case. You just don't. He hit the D minus chord. <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Uh, that was I'm. I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie. Gosh, oh man. Let's see who made that. I have to look it up. Robert Rodriguez. Uh, he was a screenplay and director. Film series Mexico trilogy. So it was El Mariachi, mm-hmm. Desperado, and then Once Upon a Time in Mexico, That's starring right. Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp back when he used to be like an actor. I don't actor. think I ever seen that. I don't remember any of that. I just remember he had, uh, Antonio Banderas had those like 12 gauge super sawed off, you know, double barrel pistols. (laughs) They were so freaking awesome when I was, you know, 15 years old. No, wait, 1995. Yeah, that's all that show was. I was eight, no, 18 years old. I graduated you in 95. Growing your hair out, walking around. <laughs> oh, I was flinging you were, around like Hugh Grant. You were proud of your Brazilian. I was the, I was the Chilean Hugh Grant of my time. And it parted right down the middle Hugh as Grant? Hugh Grant once Hugh Grant? did. You were, you were mildly confused by everything. <laughs> was that one? I was a huge Grant. <laughs> That was a delightful self-burn. Oh, you know, I just remembered something. I just remembered something. Uh, this is a board game podcast. Uh, we need to, uh, we need to, oh, you're going to open a beer now. So that signals as Gabby opens his beer. Let's go on to our topic. Uh, Before I forget where I'm at. Yes. Okay. Uh, we just come back from Cabin Con. Now, Cabin Con was our own con that we made up and went to. and We brought a bunch of games that we were going to play that we hadn't played in a long time. We were going to record at Cabin Con, but we didn't because the acoustics were terrible and we had technical issues. There was like a loud popping in the mic. I don't know why. We don't know what that was about. So, we played TI4 and Eclipse back-to-back. 
And often these two games are compared to one another. Now, TI4 has been praised as being basically one of the biggest, grandest games in board gaming, whereas Eclipse is kind of like the the old, respected, kind of like the independent... It's it's like the more Euro of space. Yeah, it's, it's the Euro. And when it comes to TI four, it's uh, it's awfully often, awfully oftenly considered the little brother of TI four, which is incorrect. Correct. No, that's incorrect. The, my statement's correct. Your statement my is statement's correct. correct. Your statement. My is statement cor- about the incorrection was correct. Is correct. Your incorrection is correction, and I'm backing up your corrections. Pre- appreciate that. Um. So yeah, TI four is very flashy. It's like the Las Vegas of space games. It's large and flashy, whereas Eclipse is very dull and drab and very thought out and very comforting. It's the Yorkshire of board game space games. Oh, snap. Snap. Fire shots fired at Yorkshire. Where is Yorkshire? I'm not sure. I am trying to keep it together here. I got notes. Notes, uh, <laughs> man. Oh, well, we're official. Then. We're official. I have a pad. I've got notes. I've got. <laughs> I've tried to up our game. We were on sporadically bored. We're oh, trying to be right. a little bit more professional. People are listening. People that are listening. New to our podcast. That think we're respectable. Uh, hey, plus we hey, want, we want to get on that dice. flash. We're not. Anyways, Ti Four. Ti Four is a game where which. Like I said, a grand space opera where you're taking your civilization and trying to dominate the known universe. And you Domination. use these little triangles of power. Yes. These little triangle things, which you put on your little player board, which you use for either strategy, ship size, or fleet size. Fleet size? <laughs> fleet size. That's next to Yorkshire. <laughs> fleet size and Yorkshire. And also to uh, move your ships. So yes. either you move your ships, ship size, strategy. <laughs> I can't say that. This is not working. See, I These sell, notes are useless. <laughs> She's seashells, mother. She's sure. So, on your turn, you move your ships, you take over planets, or you activate the special power that you claimed from uh, kind of like this Puerto Rico style where you claim a role and then you get to utilize mm, that role. And then everybody else at this. <laughs> thank you for that, bringing up colonization. You're just trying to upset me. Uh, where everybody else has selected a role, and then they get to utilize that power as well if they have a strategy triangular token, like Cheez-Its. That's yes. why Enrique really likes Cheez-Its. <laughs> he was into it. He kept eating his tokens. <laughs> well, they were they mistaken them. No, Enrique, those aren't Cheez-Its. Uh, it's a grand space opera. We played it at Cabin Con with three people. We do not recommend playing TI4 with three people. It is literally in the title. You should play TI4 with at least four people. TI4 four, player. We thought three, but no, three is not good. And we what, realized why. What's the player count on it say? Six. Well, what's the minimum? Three to six. It I, says three I to six. you can play it with two, but then well, the box is right down there. I can't see it. No, it's too big. I can't touch it. I can't look. It's on the underneath. This box weighs 54 pounds. Oh. I can't read that. But anyways... So in TI4, I think you can play it with two players, but who's playing TI4 with two players? Those are two very lonely people. They probably really like fantasy. Um, wow, that was rude. Uh, so in TI4, you're on your own. You 
it's like I said, it's more about the interaction between the players. And so more is better in TI4. And unfortunately, with more players, it goes on much longer. And so even with a three-player game, we felt like the game was missing something. About halfway through, we looked at each other and realized we weren't getting the same experience that we had when we played it at five or six. And it was mainly because the game is epic. I it's, looked up Twilight 4, and it brings me Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. I never heard of that. Oh, that's the that's the Robert Patterson. Team Edward, Team Jacob, Bella. He's, he's Batman now. He's Team Batman. Yes. He's going to be Batman. What do you think about that? I think he's going to make a great Batman. Why was that one picture all in red? Uh, because he was in a red room. Was I don't he know. in the red light district? No, no, he was. Uh, he was Batman developed. gets lonely sometimes. <laughs> he was developed. <laughs> Swear to me. Swear to me. You won't release this to the news. <laughs> no, he was developing film. I've got 30 bat credits. <laughs> bat credits. Do you think he pays with bat credits? I'll write you an IOU. If you're ever in trouble, give this credit to Gordon. <laughs> He'll turn on the bat signal. Wait 30 minutes. Dismissed. <laughs> An hour on Fridays. And I'll come to your aid. That's not how that works. Bad credits. That's not how that works. Okay. Why did you bring up Robert Patterson? You know how I feel about him. You know? It's Twilight. I know, but I don't care about Twilight. Oh. You can make this. What are you laughing about? It's not that funny. Oh, that's good stuff. So, in twi- oh, Twilight oh, Imperium, my, yes. there you go. Breaking Dawn. Part <laughs> <laughs> one. You're either Team uh, Radok Noor or uh, another one of the other various. There's like 13 or 14 different alien species. It's really neat, but it's very convoluted. In, in not convoluted. There's a lot of rules, and it's very fiddly, and it takes forever to play, and so you really have to play it with a lot of people. Now, to contrast that with Eclipse, well, hold on. What would you? Uh, what? What, what? Why didn't you like it with just the three of us? Uh, uh, well, because it wasn't as epic. I'm not saying that you two weren't epic, you and Enrique, but it really felt like when we played it with five or six people that I was engaged in an activity that I knew was going to take 12 hours, I knew it was going to be all day, and when I won that game, because I won them, uh, it felt like I had accomplished something. It felt like it was truly telling a story. With three, play- with three players, it was basically a back-and-forth space battle, space battle, space battle. It just wasn't as engaging. No, it, it was not. It was watered down. Three players the minimum, by the way. It says three to six. Okay. And, and on BGG, it says best at six. Absolutely. We we played message. it at five player. We played it, uh, yeah, we played it at five player the first time, and it was it great. was awesome. It was, it was great. epic. It was everything we thought it would be. I put it in my top ten for that year. Blah blah blah. <sighs> we played it this time at three player. I could not have been more disengaged. Right. I wasn't worried about you. Mm-mm. I wasn't worried about Enrique, and you were even coming at me. But it's like with five players, like the energy was low. Yeah. Like it just wasn't. There was a low T, low twilight. There, you would say that it was eclipsed. (laughs) It was eclipsed by uh, Zaya, but I just didn't feel the. I just didn't feel the energy. I was like, just I was building ships. I was trying to move. 
making my fleet size big. I just didn't care. Your ship size was rather large in this game. I had it rather large. Because but, you were running at me, and I was building my defenses. But And I was building ships and moving, but I, just, the, I think with a three-player count, because you're not talking, there's not many. I either ally with you or ally with Enrique, and none of us were doing that. Mm-mm. We didn't even, the laws and all that stuff, it's like, that's way better at five or six Absolutely. players. And so to contra- Do not play this three-player. And to contrast this with Eclipse, which just had a second printing, which is gorgeous. And if you are a millionaire and you just buy Kickstarters at random and you happen to have another copy of the second Dawn edition of Eclipse and you just want to mail it to me, then you can. Boardgamestops at gmail.com. I have the old edition of Eclipse. Eclipse, to give some... A second. Back. What's the name of your Eclipse? It's just Eclipse. No, it's like a dawn. dawn of the new galaxy. It's like dawn a, or the rise of the planet of the apes. Whatever, yeah. So the old Eclipse, the 2011 version, I have it. I have the expansions for it. I have. It's one of the few games for which I have bought inserts and I have pimped out. I enjoy Eclipse, despite its very muted colors, despite its fiddliness. Eclipse used to be in my top ten, and it, whenever I get to play it, it remains in my top ten. Uh, which is a topic of a conversation for another day. How often do you have to play a game for it to remain in your top 10? In Eclipse, it's very Euro. You have your player board. You can all use the A side of your player board, which makes all the players the same, or the B side, which everybody starts off with different uh, d- different levels of, of one of the three resources. And you utilize accent selection with these little influence disc where you select what action you're going to do and the more actions you take the more money it costs you and money's one of your resources so you have to manage the back side the financial side of your planetary government and you get to explore in ti4 the universe is built out before you in eclipse you're laying out these hexagonal little tiles and you're finding these planets which give you certain types of resources and do you take control of this section of the universe and take advantage of its resources that's up to you you build ships you also upgrade your ships you buy more technologies and then you're building the putting these little chits on your player board to adjust the three different types of ships that you have depending on what types that you have you want to have them with better engines meaning that they'll move farther and faster better guns, better shields, better aiming, and combat's very simple. Unlike in TI4, the combat's very similar where you're rolling dice, but I found the combat in TI4 to be kind of more complicated, whereas in Eclipse, you just roll the dice, you hit on the six. And who has initiative is very, very simple. Eclipse is not as fancy, it's not as flashy, but it won't let you down because it feels like you're actually trying to manage a galactic empire. And each game is different because sometimes you don't actually have combat with the other players. Sometimes you're just fighting the dissidents out into the out into the universe. You're not actually fighting the other players. On um, which one? On Eclipse. Yes. Yeah, and so sometimes the games of Eclipse can fall flat because the players will be so distant from each other, they won't build out the universe, <clears throat> but in other games it's up in your face and you're fighting. We uh, went from a three-player twilight team gabby to eclipse and i was all about eclipse eclipse was a wonderful game Uh, one thing i did not like about twilight it comes with these player 
sheets, boards, were sheets. So thin. They're so thin, and they, like I said, the second edition fixes all this. It has upgraded components and things. But yeah, the the. I'm talking about Twilight. Oh, Twilight. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the TI four thing. Yeah. So I was looking for as Jerry's like re-explaining the rules. I'm like, I'm so confused because there's so many pieces, so many rules. Just give me a, a, a what do they call that? It's just a reference player sheet. guide, reference guide, sheet, yeah. whatever. And the one on the Twilight, the fourth edition, makes no sense. It if was, you don't, even if you somewhat know what's going on, like uh, phase one, we do this. Phase two, we do that. And your options are this, this, and this. I did not get any of that from the TI4. Right. If you're like me and you teach most of the games in your game group, what you find out is that you you tend to be harsh towards games that are difficult to teach. Gob- TI4 is literally all in the tableau yes. in the player guide. Yeah. Gobby and Enrique have both played TI4 and Eclipse. So I was reteaching both of these games. TI4 was a slog to get <sighs> them going again. In Eclipse, I rarely even opened the book. It's all on your player board. There's a reference sheet. I kept choosing vampires in TI4, Twilight. Never mind. And But in Eclipse, it was very straightforward and very Eclipse, easy yeah. to teach. It was something that I f- wasn't worried that y'all were making a mistake or didn't understand the rules. Because it's literally right there right in front there. of you. What actions are you going to take? You're These are your actions. These are what they do. These are the phases done. And if you pass, you can only do these actions. You flip it over. You flip it over. And it tells you exactly what you can do. So, Excellent. So I he, love that. Here's our thoughts on Eclipsia. it. Eclipsia. Eclipsia. Is that when you get tired? Study eclampsia. No. Eclampsia is is hypertension during pregnancy. That's what Lady Sybil died of. Who? Lady Sybil. Does she live in Yorkshire? Downton Abbey. Oh, oh. Spoiler alert. I forgot that you watched that. Are you kidding me? My wife watched all that. I couldn't handle it. Oh, that was wonderful. Rich white people problems is what? the name of that place. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle that stuff. Uh, Edwardian white people problems. Whatever. It's just weird. It was uh, excellent. The, and the movie was excellent as well. You went to the movie. I remembered you going. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. That was awesome. Was it? I love that movie. The, did the Queen of Essex, did she get gonorrhea? I don't know what happens in this show. I don't, <laughs> yes, that's what I, happened. I don't know. Great movie. Loved it. If you're a fan of Downton Abbey, watch the movie that just came out. Okay. Like last year. Yes. Uh Twilight Imperium Fourth Edition. If your Team Edward, if your gaming group is the type that you have four or five players and you're ready to commit to something this large, then by all means, TI Four is a great game. I, we I was really burned on the three player. Right. I'm going to say that like we were playing it, I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to be done with this. Yeah, I, I'll never play it again without the full player count. So then I was like, I don't want to play this again. But I was like, but I remember it being so fun at five player. Right. So we have dedicated ourselves. We're going to play this again at five player to give a final judgment. Correct. Eclipse. Whether Eclipse is thank it. goodness Enrique bought the game. Yes, <laughs> he paid the price. He paid the price. Eclipse is good at two players. It's good Eclipse. at three players, four great. players. It's Fantastic. great. If you are a Euro gamer and you're looking for something different. Or a gyro gamer. If you like enjoy playing games while eating a gyro. Gyros. Then by all means. Eat this one. Eclipse is where it's at. Eat your gyros at night. Eat your gy- <laughs> This is the best time. It's, it's the right time it's to a eat wonderful your gyros. <laughs> I don't think I've ever ate gyros. a gyro. Actually, I was watching this thing on YouTube, and it's the uh, guy that does the... Uh, What's a script spelling bee? A script spelling bee? The scripts. Spelling bee. Like the spelling bee. Oh, oh. Like the word the, yeah. Like spell eclampsia. Yeah. E-C- yeah, okay. So this is the guy that is their 
pronunciation guy. Not pronunciation. 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 And so it's like he knows how to say everything. Mm. And what I often have called gyros or gyros, he says, mix those two together. It's gyro. Gyro? That's what he said. It's official. He says it's gyros? He said it was gyro. Nobody eats gyros. He did. That's where you go. That's when, when you're at a baseball game. Where are we sitting? The gyro. That's <laughs> <laughs> not... Is that where's that at? Uh, the gyro. That's I'm between eating, H. I'm eating my gyro on the gyro. That's not right. He's wrong. Well, it's like the British people. Not to knock y'all because we have a lot of British people, but y'all pronounce that y'all 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 pronounce like things slightly differently. Elitist. And since the coronavirus has been going on, I've been watching that doctor on YouTube, the guy who's keeping everybody updated on the coronavirus. He has little sheets oh, of paper. Uh, uh, Can't think of Dr. his name. Phil? No, not Doctor Phil. I can't remember his name, but he has a little sheet of paper and he slides it up there and he says, okay, this is what's going on. He has his little things that he's typed out and printed off and he pronounces things differently. And that's what I like about English people. You take English words, which y'all have the right to pronounce them differently because you invented the language. <laughs> Us over here, we've just kind of messed it up. So you can you can spell it with a U. You can, you can do say whatever thing. you want. You can do whatever you want. Irre- is, is irrevocable. English, is English a derivative of Latin? Yes. And German, yeah, and uh, what what was the well, what's one no. of the more original languages? Well, the, what do you mean? As Latin? you go back in history, Greek. well, go, what was before Latin? What was before Latin? Grog, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. What's before Latin? What's before Latin? Because like in all the movies, oh, this is written in well, Latin. That's so old. Hebrew. Hebrew. The Moses. Guy, all the males that made coffee. Moses, he, he brews it. Kane is laughing That's his butt deep. off right now. I save all my, I save all my biblical humor for Kane. Uh, I'm a biblical man. Yes, I like the first Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so that's our that's our pronunciation one, one. of Ti Four. It's a great Liveth, game. Your life is one furlong at a time. And if you have the player count in TI4, but... If you're a Fast and Furious fan, you're on your knees laughing right now. Nobody's on your knees one laughing. One furlong Nobody. at a time? Come no, on! No, I just got that. I'm sorry. That is good. Come on! I'm sorry. That was good. Oh. One furlong at a time. It doesn't matter if you win by me. <laughs> <laughs> winning is winning. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you win by one copper snake or <laughs> they don't measure in copper snakes. That's oh, the, I don't know. They might. They uh, might. You don't know. I don't know one cubit. <laughs> one uh, cubit. But Eclipse has always been a top ten game for us. It don't matter if you win by a cubit or a copper snake. Winning is winning. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. Eclipse is a great game, and we highly Eclipsia. recommend Eclipsia is a game that you should buy. Great game, especially if you're a Euro gamer looking for a space game. That's great. It's great. Get around it. There's a second edition. It will be coming out We're soon. We're going to play that as soon as we get done recording, because I love Eclipse. Done. Done. All right. So this is it. This is the I end. I agree. This is it. Let's, let's wrap not this up. The, not the end of the podcast. The end of well, this, this is episode. the final episode. <laughs> Bye, y'all. All right. Until next time. This is Jerry. This is Gabby. R.I.P. Lady Sybil. Lady Sybil.